What is up everyone, welcome to episode 136 of GameSpot After Dark. I forgot to call you a like a disparaging name, so I'll try that again. What's up, you n- nerds? <laughs> you Got him. Fucking, <laughs> you basement dwelling gamers. Uh, That's mean. Yeah, I know. It has to be slightly mean, otherwise it doesn't work. Uh, I am Tomorrow Saint, joined as always by Jean-Luc Seipke. Jean-Luc is not here because he's sick today. Uh, Jordan Romay. What up, what up? And Lucy Games James. It's me. That banging noise you can hear is my radiator, and I'm sorry, whoever edits this podcast... Oh, I can't hear it at all. Okay, so you might be good. You can't I don't hear. know. It's it's fine on on Discord. Discord has the noise dampening, but I think on the actual uh, recording, I can see like a little ping every time it goes off. Banging noise coming from always the blaming the radiator. Mm. Just admit that you've kidnapped someone and are keeping them in your radio weird closet thing. What disgusting <laughs> behavior? Um, <laughs> this week. We are going to be talking about a few video games that we've been playing because you know what? We do that every week. That's the f- format of this podcast. The okay? same thing we do every week. Yeah. Strong format. Strong we usually formula. have a topic of the week sometimes. And this, this topic of the week would have been Harry Potter, Hogwarts uh, Legacy. But instead of telling you to check that out, you should go to gamespot.com and read an article written by... Our very own Jesse Earl called J.K. Rowling's Anti-Transgender Stance and Hogwarts Legacy, which is a great article breaking down all the terrible things that J.K. Rowling has done and why how it impacts the game without telling you whether you should or should not be sad about supporting the game. Um, it's not designed to make you feel guilty. It's just designed to help you have some context so you understand what's going on as you go into enjoying the things around Harry Potter. It's an incredibly well-researched piece. Like, I read she it this morning. She did that in, like, like, damn. <laughs> a really quick amount of time, too. It's, like, yeah. I mean, it's so well-researched and really just, like, she she articulates everything, like, so wonderfully. And, yeah, she did that so quickly. And just, yeah, it's a really great article, and I really encourage everyone to read it. Because it's... Everyone does have these conflicting feelings about Hogwarts Legacy because of J.K. Rowling sucking. So mm-hmm. uh, it's increasingly, increasingly terrible person. Like actively trying, like doing the most work in to in put, putting the most work into being the shittiest person. Like she could have literally shut up just, and been just, successful, and yet she chooses to yeah, continue to reveal just, how shitty of a person. J.K. Rowling, <laughs> shut the fuck up, challenge hard mode has been activated, and she is failing every single opportunity. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna avoid that and just talk about what we've been playing. Lucy, what have you been playing? I was trying to think, like, what else have I done? 
like the last few days. This last week has really been a bit of a blur. I've started playing Resident Evil on stream, um, which has been very fun. Um, the OG one? Yeah, well, the re the remake of the OG, mm. um, which has been really fun. I've been really enjoying it. Um, I've been playing Peggle on stream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God, sorry. Wow. Really, really excited wow, about that. Was no, I know. Mid sentence, the biggest Dude, yawn I have ever is, seen. This is why I'm going for a sleep study because my labs came back and like everything is fine. And my doctor is like, you should not be this tired all the time. And I was like, I know. So uh, I'm being sent for a sleep study, apparently. As, as am I. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is, yeah. I had to end my stream the other day uh, early because I was literally falling asleep. like Which is against uh, TOS. Yeah, I can't fall asleep on stream. But I was like, i got to stop. But um, yeah. Is that really in their terms of service that you I can't? Th- I mean, Zach sent that to me. He works at Twitch. Mm-hmm. Why would he I, I don't. I don't think... Uh, is sleeping... On stream against. I just, I just want to return to Lucy's yawn because it was like an exact replica of Edward Munch's The Scream, the painting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, holy shit, that's great. It isn't now. banned by TOS. It is certainly not the best way to grow your channel. Great <laughs> SEO'd article there. They're not yeah, directly um, against the rules, but they are strongly discouraged due to certain requirements. The main rule is you'll be conflicting is with you are not allowed to have unattended streams. Uh, which is the max 30 minutes, so technically kind of against TOS. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing just Elden Ring. I went to go see the Batman again with my friend Claire on Sunday. Still loved it, second time around. Um, except in my head the whole time is there's a TikTok where someone has been singing Something in the Way by Nirvana, but they changed the words to be Something's in my ass. And I've been singing that just around the house the whole time. Mm-hmm. Just um, peeing at the cat being like, the fuck is wrong with this woman? Yeah, Peanut, Peanut's going, this Why is... was I adopted by this person? <laughs> Peanut's going, this is my Joker moment. Yeah. <laughs> Peanut's um... like, and she's always commenting about my poops. This lady's sticking shit <laughs> yeah, up her well... ass. Insane like behavior. That's a big poop super. Um, But no, I've just been playing Elden Ring slowly but surely. Um, this I is great nowhere... news. This is great because we actually, last minute, I've come up with a topic of discussion. For, for for this episode, we're going to spend over an hour, everyone, talking about oh, no. the Elden Ring patch. Please be excited. Oh, this is get the be, patch notes. This is going to be uh, the first and only podcast that you'll listen to dedicated entirely to a patch. Please I don't buckle know. I up. think Fextra, Fextra Life might have got us beat. More like Fuckstra Life. Don't want to hear no, it. Can I just say, great. like, this, this patch was one of those where, like, there was just a whole bunch of people like, really salty and sad about, like, their favorite weapon stuff being, like, nerfed. And as a person who has been pretty much just exclusively using magic yeah, and Elden Ring, I just read the patch notes, I'm like, oh, all of this is excellent. Yeah, this all is, of this oh, is decreased me. FP costs? Oh, you shouldn't have. Ah, uh, yeah, Thank I don't use magic because I'm not a cheater, okay? Shut up. <laughs> if it was cheating, why would they put it in the game? Why would they put it in the game? Uh, all right, buckle up, everyone. Elden Ring version 1.03 patch notes. Let's start mm-hmm. with point number one. Additional elements added. This is the first section. Added a function to record an icon and the name of an NPC on the map when you encounter that NPC. 
good, useful. I really like this one. I know there's a lot of people who are like, it ruins the course of like Elden Ring and having to remember everything yourself. And I'm like, I don't know. Like the one thing I was really struggling with with Elden Ring was being like, okay, this new thing I found goes back to this one person, this NPC, and I've gone back to that spot and they're not there. (laughs) fuck i don't i've not actually checked but does it like if you find a npc Mm -hmm. uh, if they move does the icon vanish or does it just like does that's a good point maybe it only does their last known location yeah is it last known location or is it current location that is a good question that's something for us to figure out that's a good question that i post that's a good question (laughs) by me thank you very much if only that might be a article at some point on GameSpot.com as a yeah. PSA. <laughs> point the second. Added an NPC called Jar Ben. I thought you were going to say Jar Rule there. Jar Rule. <laughs> Jar Rule. Um, Jar Ben uh, is a one of the Jar Lads, obviously. Mm. The Pot, pot Lads. Um, and has a quest line now. Um, mm. Jar Ben can usually found i can't well, actually where do you find java yeah i think it's in jarbug the location that's like in leonia blaze um uh so there's a new quest line for that lad i think this is this is clearly from suffragan we need more jar content we need more of these pot lads everyone loves the pot lads let's give pot lad his time to shine and so we get him his job is great because when you find him he's like doing that thing where he's sitting on a high um like a uh, wall and his little dang- legs are dangling, and Aww. he's like, and he's like hanging out there, like you'd find um, the Onion Knight in Dark Souls. It's very cute. Mm. Third point: added quest phases for the following NPCs: Dielos, Nephili Lou, Kenneth Hate. This <laughs> is just a, a hell of a name. Kenneth Hate. <laughs> Kenneth Hate out on Twitter, just being a shitty person. Kenneth uh, Hate sounds like he fronts some kind of emo band. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and gatekeeper Gostock. No, so, there's a Twitter user. No, that is a great name. That's a great um, Twitter user. I feel like Kenneth Hate is the one that replies with a shitty reply to your tweet, and then gatekeeper Gostock <laughs> uh, replies to Kenneth with clown emojis, and is like, "You're a shitty person, Kenneth. Get the fuck um, out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Um, good job, gatekeeper Gostock. Kenneth, sort your life out. Um." <laughs> I love his little, not to spoil, but there's a point where he does little kicks and it and it's very cute. Just little kicks. Cute's the wrong word, given what he's kicking. But it's, <laughs> you know, pathetic in a fun way. Yeah, good job. Um, added some summonable NPCs in multiple situations. So this good. is clearly um, people needing, needing a hand in a few mm-hmm. places. So they were like, let's chuck this for yeah. these people some bones i say i i have so does this specifically mean that there are now more locations where you can summon your ash folks or that there are now new like bosses or there are bosses now where it's like oh there's an npc attached to this boss battle that you can i think it's the second one yeah okay yeah i only found two instances of a boss where i could summon an actual npc who was it um it was for Margit, I could summon Rogier, mm. and for um, Godric, that woman with the big club. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, 
Isn't that nifty? I've found a few after the fact. Like, I've beaten the boss, and then I've been talking about the boss with a friend, and they're like, oh, did you summon so-and-so? And I'm like, what? And they're like, oh, yeah, if you do their quest line, they'll show up to help you with the boss. I'm like, fuck, that would have been, like, so helpful. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the next point, increase the number of patterns of objects players can imitate when using Mimic's Veil. That's for, that's for rustling. That's straight yeah. up for Rust. That's, that's what, for that's causing what a menace. Yeah, I can't wait to put that to use. Added <laughs> night background music for some open field areas. Oh, that sounds nice. That's nice, yeah. That's nice. I wonder what areas. Section 2. Bug fixes. Fix the bug that prevented summoned NPCs from taking damage in some boss battles. Why would you fix that? Yeah, leave that in there. Let, let, let the homies be <laughs> immortal in for the a little game. bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fix a bug that sometimes prevented the player from obtaining item after uh, a boss battle. Definitely fix that one. Yeah, okay. That, that would suck, yeah. Very appreciated. Fix the bug that causes dialogue to be skipped when talking to NPCs and using custom key configurations. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I think that bug. happened to me one time when I was playing it on um, Steam Deck. Uh, it just like cycled through a, some text and I was like, no, wait. What happened? <laughs> oh, look <laughs> at me. I've got a Steam Deck. Yeah, I do. What of it? Wow. Do you have one? No, no fuck off. I would have given it to you if you weren't being so fucking sp- spicy with me. <laughs> Give it a week. Ask nicely and we'll think about it. No, you're all right. That's big dad behavior, isn't it? Yeah, it does. I think like the, the different configurations on like the Steam Deck um, causes it to like weird. It doesn't have a... When you press in the left thumbstick, it doesn't dismount from torrent, which is really annoying. <laughs> oh, that's annoying. It's incredibly Wait, annoying. Well, because isn't... Uh, I should know this because I voiced over the review. Doesn't, like, the top of each thumbstick have, like, a little... Yeah, it's got, like, a, like a... It's got a, uh, a surface which you can touch, but it doesn't use it in that game. Mm. Oh. So it's just off. Uh, fix a bug that causes arcane to scale incorrectly for some weapons. That's good. Uh, in a situation where the player cannot obtain more than two talisman pouches, added talisman pouch to twin maiden hus shop lineup. Sick. Oh, I I unintentionally did that yesterday. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Fix a bug that prevented the user from warping to sites of grace from the map at the end of the game. Good. I'm need not that. there yet. Need to, need that. I'm sure I will use I, it in a hundred hours time. At some point, I'll see that. <laughs> Fix the bug that prevented the player from moving to the next area after the battle with the fire giant. Yeah, that seems like it, it would be yeah, annoying if you were like, oh, well, I guess this is the end for me. This is the end of the game. <laughs> Where are the credits? <laughs> <laughs> Just one dead fire giant, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> fix the bug which causes weapons to have incorrect scaling after strengthening, okay, uh, which causes some weapons to not use stat scaling. That's a, that's a bad one. That's a big bad one. <laughs> big bad. Big bad. Uh, fixed hang-ups in certain occasions. I wish I wish they could patch that out of me. <laughs> hang-ups. What do you mean hang-ups in certain situations? What does that mean? There's like certain spots where the game might like just freeze for a, or oh, indefinitely. Right. Or, or I thought you were talking about like yeah. bats or something. Hang <laughs> just hanging around. Uh, fixed a bug which incorrectly displays multiplayer area boundary when playing online. Oh. People getting away with uh, breaking the walls. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. 
Fixed a bug that allows players to activate Urtree Great Shield's weapon skill without absorbing an attack using a special combination of item and incantation. That feels like a lot of work for... That, feel, that feels like that a targeted attack. Why not, why not just use the spell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, because it's like if you run out of maybe FP or something like that. And okay, like, yeah, 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 I'm just going to throw this pebble and then drink this oil. <laughs> no, like, ah. that, that feels that feels like they've watched someone's tips video yeah and they're like okay we're gonna screw you over yeah fix you that. yeah <laughs> fuck this guy in particular um fix a bug which causes fire's deadly sin incantation to have a different effect yeah you want that to have the effect that you yeah. have written down like, oh no it turned me into a goat <laughs> <laughs> Some Baldur's uh, Gate drill. Yeah. <laughs> Fix a bug with the Ash of War, Determination, and Royal Knight's Resolved, where the damage buff will also apply to other weapons without that skill. I love that. Damn. Mm. That's so they would uh, just use it and would just apply to like all the weapons. Yeah, that's so called equipped. democratization. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Adjusted the visual effect of the Unseen Form spell. Okay. Deleted the ragged armor set from the game, which was mistakenly obtainable in previous patch. Oh, no. <laughs> Rest in peace, ragged armor set. <laughs> Just gone. Imagine you're wearing it when they Are delete you okay, it. Lucy? So that thing was, um, I, I screamed because this is a huge fan of the ragged armor set. <laughs> yeah, it's my it's my go to. No, the I have a um, a power brick stuck underneath my desk by a Velcro strip, and it came off, and it pulled one of my lights down, and it just shocked me. So excuse me, I'm gonna fix that. <laughs> Okay, fix the bug that causes some hostile NPCs to drop fur-calling finger remedy. Oh, mm. interesting. Fix the bug that causes incorrect sound effect to play in some situation. That makes sense. Fix the bug which causes... What are visual... sound effects it was causing? It was like this. It was this one. <laughs> it was a really good... I'm really happy Discord yeah, muted Yeah, Discord that. muted that... <laughs> Oh, did it? It sounded like this. I'm about to say, our, li- our listeners are going to get the full experience, but... Yeah, it's going to be super loud. Apologies to John Luke for that. But uh, imagine you're just, like, fighting an enemy. You just hear a fart sound. Out of nowhere. You're like, oh, no. What was that? Uh, Miyazaki, you've done it again. You're a genius. <laughs> um... That's the, I want when I, I want people to hit when I said that I want you to re listen to it. But imagine me. It's it's imagine it's the voice of Jay Z like when he's telling Kanye he's a genius. Oh Kanye, you don't again. You're a genius. But it's me saying <laughs> <laughs> me saying it's Miyazaki because you put a fart noise randomly and fix bugs which causes incorrect visual and behavior for some enemies. <laughs> That's very broad. How do you discover that? Yeah, fix the bug which causes incorrect visual and behavior for some enemies. That means the entire thing is wrong. I guess. Yeah, that sounds like a critical mistake. Uh, So there must have just been someone like fighting someone, and like there was like a sword swing, and it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh no, you got like flung back because they were actually using like the force uh, incantation or something. Or it's like they found an NPC and and they're like. Why does this character have his head all the way up his ass, and why is he rolling around on the floor? <laughs> um, That's just eldering. Text fixes. Text fixes. Oh, did they? Did they fix that thing? They did you not fix out. it. They did not they fix it. the typo that I found <laughs> and tweeted at them. I tweeted at them and I was like, "Fix this typo." And they did not. They, they patched the game. Everything else. They fixed multiple other typos, but they did not. 
fix that typo, which I'm treating as a personal attack on me. <laughs> uh, other performance improvements and changes uh, mm. and bug fixes. Section three, the third and final section. Balance changes. Oh, yeah. In- the best section. Increase the drop rate of smithing stone for some enemies. Good. That will help people in the early game. Hell yeah. Added smithing stone to some early game shop lineup. Also will Lovely. help newcomers. Increased shields effectiveness. Shields as a whole becoming better. Truly shields love up. to see that. Yeah, shields my, up. My magic user thanks you yeah. greatly. <laughs> Increased the damage for all offensive cracked pot items. That's I cool. can honestly tell you that I have not used a single one. You gotta use them. I was about to say I use them for a bit, and they don't use all that much damage, Mm -hmm. and so I stopped using them. So maybe now I'll start using them again. (laughs) Increase the damage for the following items: spark, aromatic, poison, spray mist. I don't use either of those. Increase the effect duration for the following items: uplifting, aromatic, iron jar, aromatic. These sound like great Dark Souls, or like they from software should do a line of um, candles. Yeah. And do spark aromatic, uplifting like, aromatic, oh, and babe, iron jar you got aromatic. Me, you got me the iron jar aromatic gift set. Thank yeah. you. There's some really <laughs> wacky ones. I remember a PR company sent me one that smelled like, literally, the scent was called Final Day of a Convention. Oh, that was G4, wasn't it? Was it that G4? Was the, oh, yeah, it was G4, yeah. They Final like Day of a Convention. Mm-mm. And let me tell you, it smelled bad. <laughs> I was like, well done, G4. You've absolutely nailed well that. That smells exactly like the final day of a video game convention. <laughs> I was say, I got candles from the folks who made Back for Blood. One was oh, yeah. uh, like sterile, like hospital smell. Oh. And it actually did kind of smell like it. I'm like, I, I don't like this at all. And the other one was like, oh, decaying flesh. And my apartment, it was oh. god awful. My apartment <laughs> is filled with candles made by very our very own Juliana. Yeah, me too. Juliana has been. She makes candles. Yeah, Yeah. she makes candles. If you want, where the fuck are my candles? You want candles to let her know? She'll give you candles. (laughs) I got three. Yeah, I've got like five. What? I mean, she lives lives around the corner, so she will just drop (laughs) off candles to me, and I can just be like, Juliana, I want candles, and she'll just have them ready. (laughs) She asked me what scents I like, and I said I love bergamot. Bergamot, and she's given what. The fuck bergamot. is bergamot? What? Bergamot. I was about to is ask that, you, this some bread. Insane. What is that? What is... That, Tam, that's one of the berg... bergamot. I, I thought you were about to say burger, and then you just kept adding syllables yeah. and consonants. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Citrus uh, bergamia. Oh, is it gamer? Uh, the bergamot <laughs> uh, orange is oh, a bergamot. fragrant citrus fruit the size of an that's orange. Nice. Size. Of a tangerine. <laughs> no, it's nice. It smells nice. That's that's one of the things that you've got is the bergamot one. Oh, okay. I just some people might just say citrus. Some uh, yeah. people it's just not citrus. It's like that. a. It's like a, a bergamot-y kind of. More. <laughs> right. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. How to describe bergamot? bergamot there's no way that there's an actual scent. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Known as the Prince of Citrus. Ooh, bergamot that's, is a, that's what I'm saying. That's I what I'm saying. It is a sunny so and citrus. pleasant cit- citrus scent featured in many perfumes as well as luxury candles. Its aroma is refreshing and rounded, sweet but complex and deep at the same time. Same bestie. 
similar to lime, but with floral, herbal, and resinous undertones. Okay. There you go. Resinous. Citrus. Like, I'm it's sorry. It's just citrus. But like, it's just a type of citrus. Lucy, Sugar, the, water, Lucy the resinous citrus is my Elden Ring yeah, name. Yeah, Elden Ring name. <laughs> yeah. Lucy, the bergamot bandit. <laughs> uh, reduced FP consumption and increased yeah, the damage of yeah. the following sorceries. <laughs> Glintstone Comet Shard. Comet. Night Comet. Okay. Uh, magic people are living their best life. Increase the damage of the following sorceries. Gravity well, collapsing stars, crystal barrage. Decrease I'm the sad FP. I don't really use any of those. It's and I'm time. like, man, Respect, I could be baby. so much stronger. Decrease FP consumption on the following sorceries. Star shower, rock blaster, gavel of Hyma, founding rain of stars, stars of ruin, Great Blade Phalanx, Rain Downpour, Magic Downpour, sorry, Loretta's Great Bow, Loretta's Mastery, Carrion Greatsword, Carrion Piercer, Piercer, Shard Spiral, Blythe Stomp, Pot Noble Uppercut. Four of those I made up. Can you guess which ones they were? I was about to Pot say. Pot Noble Uppercut. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, man, these are a lot of good spells that I use on the daily basis. Man, I haven't I heard of like half one. of these. <laughs> Pot Noble and, Uppercut. Yeah. Um, what were the other ones? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. remember. Oh, there it is. Damn it. <laughs> Raise projectile speed and range of great glintstone shard. This is yeah, just boy. like all for that's like, like my that's like my favorite sorcery. <laughs> Decreased ash of war, uh hoar frost stomp's damage and increased cast time. Hoar frost stomp was incredibly overpowered. I had it on, I used it for one fight, and I did the stomp and it killed an enemy in two hits. And I was like, I don't like this. This is not fun. So I took it off. I might try it now again and see if it's like a little more reasonable. Yeah. Um, Decreased weapon skill. Sword of the Night and Flames damage. Increased FP consumption and lower duration of Ash of War, Barricade, Shield. Changed FP consumption timing of Ash of War, Prelate's Charge. Decrease the damage of spirit summoned when using the item Mimic Tear Ash and change the spirit's behavior pattern. That's an interesting one. Mimic Tear Ash is very good. Like it's basically a clone of you and it clones mm. your it clones your loadout as well. So like yeah. back I've been I've been told by a friend that I need to get that spirit ash before facing uh the boss of uh the volcano. Um, yeah, like, you should do that. You, they're like, use it for that because it'll clone your weapon. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, like if you had if you had that along with the original Horfrost Stomp, like it was brutal. Like that thing would just be. <laughs> and the thing about the uh, mimic is like it behaves like you would, so it will heal itself and like use the uh, tears to like recover FP as well and actually fight alongside you. Um. So I'm not surprised that they toned it down a bit because mm. it was like it was like basically multiplayer, which is interesting. Um, and then it has this final one: other enemy and weapon balance changes. Someone got tired; they were just like, oh, 
just so you're doing some other shit as well. Just push it out. Yeah, just get it out. And that is the that was the comprehensive breakdown of the Elden Ring patch version 1.03. You won't find that kind of coverage anywhere else but on GameSpot's After Dark podcast. Um, I was going to say, it's like, John Luke um, is sick, and so he can't really talk to... No one can stop like, us. No one can stop us. But no, he, I mean, he literally can't talk about um, Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, and, like, the Halo reviews come out. That seems like a good show. None of us has seen it. Um, no. We have played... I have played Tunic, though. Yeah, you played Tunic. Yeah. AMA. Ask me anything about Tunic. Tunic is a interesting, fun video game um, that is basically kind of, in a lot of ways, Legend of Zelda with a fox. And he's a cute little fox lad. He's wearing a green tunic. He's got a sword. Ooh. He's got a shield. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played like two hours. It is very much that kind of game where like you have this, it's classic Zelda, like original Zelda, where you just like wake up and on, on a beach, mm. which is typically Zelda, and you're just left in that world. There's no directions. You just go and figure it out. And and it kind of behaves is quite difficult, um, mainly because of the fact that the enemies are challenging, but also it doesn't tell you much of anything. The way you learn things is every now and then you'll find this like a page of an instruction manual that's like designed to look and read like a video game manual from the Super Nintendo or the uh, NES era, um, and it's all written in like runes that you can't decipher so you have to kind of figure it out based on the cute little drawings of the fox lad and um there's like a map and and like there's some things that you might be able to start re- it's got like its own language so you can start piecing things together and be like oh that must mean this thing and because it means that i'll go back to this page and i saw that rune there and now i know what that rune means i can figure out what this small passage is telling me a little bit more um but yeah it's really really like cool so far um the one thing i'll say about it is like the combat's not great like it's fine it's very like attack 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 roll away attack 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 roll away and like the patterns are very simple in a lot of um uh the enemies but it's got a really cool um stamina system where it's like you you take the more stamina the lower your stamina the more attacks do damage to you so like you Mm -hmm. take higher damage if your stamina is super low but you don't lose any stamina for attacking. So it encourages you to be like aggressive, but be careful about when you're, uh, how much you're um, like using your roll and that kind of stuff. And one nice thing I do like is when you do a roll, it, the animation involves like kicking up a little cloud of dust. Aww. And basically, as long as that dust is active, that, that is basically the duration of your invincibility frames. So when there's no dust after your roll, you are no longer invincible. So you can basically look at that animation and go, all right, on this frame, the dust appears because of my roll. And it's usually the part of the animation where the little lad is actually leaping off the ground. And mm-hmm. then on this frame is where it ends. And I know that during that duration, um, I have iframes. So it's like basically making it clearer to you when you are invincible, which is nice. Yeah, that's cool. That's, really that's um, nice for an isometric game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> where the action's kind of hard to see. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, like, they kind of just leave you out there. Like, I know, uh, like, I was looking at the fire escape, and Mary Kish was talking about how she missed the sword at the beginning of the game, which is something that you can do. <laughs> and, like, the first Holy weapon shit. you get is a stick. And it's like, you're supposed to, like, get the stick, find the hero's grave, and get the sword. 
she got the stick, didn't find the hero's grave, ended up in a fight with the first boss, and t- it took her ages to beat it. Which, mm. but she did it. But it's like a war of attrition, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that takes some patience to do. <laughs> like, uh, like, no, thank you. Um, but yeah, it's that kind of game where like it's constantly allowing you to sequence break and and like if you're very diligent about like I think it's one of those games where it's not very long. I think it's like 15 hours or something. But it, you encourage to like every new end screen you enter, like pour over it because sometimes it'll do things like, oh, there's a tree here. And like the tree is like taking up some of the foreground. Um, but like if you go near it, you might see like, oh, there's actually a little like strange something poking out from underneath that tree. And actually the tree is hiding a secret chest or something like that. Ooh. It's one of those things where it's like if you start poking in corners, it will mm. it will reward you for it. Sometimes you'll find an item. Sometimes you might find, oh, yeah, this actually goes into another screen. Sometimes you'll find a shortcut to another area. And it's like, oh, this is cool. I like this. And then it does that same Souls thing where it's like you play for a little while and then you go like deeper and deeper into this world. And then you take a turn and come out and you're like, oh, this is, I just came, this is the starting point. That's mm. cool. Um, and and the, the diff, different thing is like, it's not, sometimes it's not like the starting point is like super high and you drop down. It's like, Oh no, I ran past this bush a bunch of times. And if I had just walked into it, it would have taken me to this um, <laughs> thing. So it's like really smart level design. And it's kind of like almost like optical illusions used to kind of like funnel your attention away from things that are already there. And then, but if you discover them, you'll have those like moments where you're like, aha, I beat you. I, I outsmarted you and found something. <laughs> but if you don't discover them, you'll have that moment of epiphany later on. It's like really clever, really smart game. Um, I don't know if I'll complete it. Because it's also a game where it's like you will end up getting lost for a while. And I'm already playing another game in which you get lost for a really long time um, and just find stuff to do. You may have heard of it. It's called fucking real life. <laughs> I was really waiting to hear him. Like, I'm like, he's not going to say Elden Ring. So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, it's, it's like, um, yeah, but I think what I'll do is like, so I might save Tunic for like a little bit later because after when a- April, April and May comes, is looking free, just like. absolutely dead zone <laughs> mm. over there. Truly love yeah. to see it. I hope zero games are announced and zero games are released in April and May. That is my dream. That would be a. Dream I mean, we're already country. getting Lego Star Wars Skywalker mm. Saga. Yeah, I mean, you like good know games. for a fact. Wow! How dare <laughs> I'm you? I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I like to start wars around Star Wars. Um. And yeah, so I, I think I'll save it for then, and because mm. there's Ghostwire coming out, and um, yeah, I'm so I'm really stoked for Ghostwire. I'm stoked for Tunic. Like I have a code, but I've just not been. Yeah. Obviously, it's on Game Pass, and like I just haven't. Part of me doesn't want to start it until I finish Elden Ring because mm-hmm. that's the that's the Lucy way of why I don't finish stuff is because I bounce <laughs> off because I'm trying something else. So nope. I might save it like you for April May. Yeah. There's also um, um, another game of the year contender, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins, shit. of course. Which everyone, We've got to kill chaos. Everyone is obligated to play. That is I'm mandate. intrigued. I'm intrigued by it. Yeah. I want- Are you, though? Are yeah. you really, though? Because apparently, like, <laughs> systems-wise, it feels really fun to play. Or someone was saying that, look, it's, it's deeper gameplay-wise than you'd think. And the story is just, I don't know, like... I want to have a white claw and just blast through that. Yeah, I, I, I described it as a game where like um, 
it felt like they started making a Final Fantasy Souls-like game, and then they made the combat mechanics and were, and the gameplay systems, and were like, this is really fun. How do we make sure people get to this as quickly as possible and stay on this for as long as possible? And then someone else came along and went, you have to remove all of the Final Fantasy shit. Mm. Like, get rid of all of that shit. And then they were like, well, we can't completely remove it, so what do we do? And they were like, just turn it into fucking menus and smash cut constantly. And that's what they're doing right now. They're just, they're just like, the part where you're supposed to spend like an hour in the town speaking to everyone and listening to them about their problems and helping them out, it just like dilutes that down to a menu where you just pick names of characters and then text comes up and it's like, I lost my ladle. Help me. And then Help me. That's, that's it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I keep seeing that clip that goes around about how, like, the protagonists all meet each other with their magical glowing rocks, and I'm like, this this is just, like, one of the opening scenes of Bionicle 2, Legends of Metro <laughs> oh Nui, <God>. which is, <laughs> which, admittedly, is a great fucking movie, but also, that is one of the dumbest ways I think you can actually bring a group of, like, heroes together. It's like, we all have the same magic rock, we must have all been called together for it's, the same it's, purpose. It's proper, like, first first day of, like, uh, nursery or kindergarten, where, like, yeah. you walk up to some kid and you're like, you're wearing, you're wearing brown socks. I've got brown socks. Should we be friends? Everyone needs to go watch bionicle 2 and i, I guarantee it. you that scene is like exactly the same as to how all the matoran like meet at the beginning of that movie wasn't is, aren't they like don't they listen to like limp biscuit or something in this i think I? they took that out didn't they no <laughs> well actually no maybe maybe they didn't take it out because I, I i know there were people talking about how you need to skip like the opening cutscene or something oh like maybe that. if you're streaming it yeah yeah so maybe it's a little bit I'm still not Fred Durst. Oh, now look who's yawning. Oh, wait, I'm not, I'm, I'm yawning quickly and quietly. I didn't spend <laughs> like the Lord of the Rings length of a movie yawning Do. with someone. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. but I'm not much Lord of the Rings now. Anyways, yeah, that is a Bionicle <laughs> 2. Bionicle 2. A curse of the, what's it called? Legends of Metro Nui. Is Bionicle good? Or are you one of those people who's like, yeah, Bionicle is great, but then when and then then you turn around when no one's looking and like snicker to yourself, like yeah. Oh no, I I, I loved Bionicle. I was in the my first like subscription thing that I paid for when I was like six, seven years old oh was my using God. my allowance to pay for a Lego subscription. Which oh. if you did, they would send you a monthly comic book that would do the story of Bionicle and I just had like the entire collection all the way to the end. Uh, I didn't realize that Bionicle was a Lego thing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Bionicle... They gave up for fucking Hero Factory pieces of shit. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, why? Why not just more Bionicle? (sighs) Oh no, we've angered the Bionicle fan. If John Luke was here, he would back me up. They're making a Bionicle video game. I'm going to do all that I can to try to cover that. I thought well, I thought Bionicle someone's making was a, a someone's doing a <clears throat> fan like recreation where they're oh, like, yeah. oh, you can play as like different uh, Toa and they all have elemental powers. And it's like a RPG. I'm like, this looks dope, and I want to play it. This okay. Bi- I thought Bionicle was like knockoff Lego, but it's actually part of Lego. Oh, it's Lego. Yeah. Is, what was the other one they had? Like. Um... 
oh, like Chimera or something. You know what I mean? Uh, no. There was like another Lego thing where they tried to do the oh. whole... Okay. After suffering a 10-year downturn in the 1990s, the Lego group went forward with the belief that a theme with a storyline behind it would appeal to consumers. Their initial attempt was the space opera franchise, Star Wars, which became an instant success. However, the royalty payments to Lucasfilm marginalized Lego's profits, prompting them to conceive of their own story-driven themes. Bionicle. Damn. I didn't, Bionicle I didn't is amazing. It is so good. And that early, like, weird Flash game that they had on their website for the longest time was incredible. And someone oh, I somewhere I know has it on, like, some floppy disk or some bullshit. And I need you to release it on modern day console hardware. Was it expensive to buy this shit? I bet you it was. It had to have been. Crazy. Uh, each figure was, I want to say, like 12 to 20 bucks, depending on their size. And there was much larger ones that were like 40 to 80. If you try to buy them what? now, they're stupid expensive. Like, <laughs> Is it stupid expensive from Lego or from like third-party sellers? Third-party sellers. Okay. Uh, it's like people being like, hey, do you want this Toatahu? It's going for like $700. And people are like, yes, I will pay that for this late i'm so mad they brought back bionicle like as a like retro thing lego did they're like we hear a lot of you like bionicle so we're gonna bring back some of the sets and like revamp bionicle for like a limited time period and i just completely missed it and this was like a year year and a half ago or something like that i'm like and now you have to go to the resale market where you're getting buy i won't i won't i won't spend like five thousand (laughs) dollars (laughs) <laughs> buying all the bionicles that I didn't get despite wanting to. <laughs> You'll get there eventually. You'll get there. You can't you can't resist bionicle. We write for a living Tam. We <laughs> True. Don't make that much money. That. <laughs> Jordan, what what else have you been doing other than being bionicled and dimed by people um online? Uh like Lucy, I've been playing a little bit of Elden Ring. I'm kind of taking a small-ish break from it just because I'm at the point of, like, I can go this way and fight this boss or this way and fight this boss, and I'm kind of, like, at the gates for uh, both of them, or I could go deeper into the capital, but I feel like I shouldn't go deeper into the capital until I beat these other two bosses. I'm like, you know what, I've played, like, 45 hours of this game over the course of a week i need to just <laughs> stop for a little bit and do something else so i'm playing a lot of apex mm. uh been watching a lot more dimension 20 and critical role which i found out they're celebrating their seven year anniversary today wow which is like that's that's a long time to have only gone through two campaigns and be like 20-ish episodes in on the third one <laughs> Like those, their campaigns must be so fucking lengthy. Um, but yeah, just uh, kind of just doing a few other things this week to give my brain a breather from Elden Ring before probably just jumping right back into it this weekend mm-hmm. and doing nothing else for an entire forty-eight hours. Yeah, oh, man, I can't good. wait to do that. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I gotta watch. It's a good game. I got a lot to watch. I just, I'm, I just need to. I'm gonna go away for a little while and maybe never come back. Um, for what? a week. For a week. Do we okay. need an intervention or <laughs> what's happening here? 
Yeah, I think I think like April I'm excited for just because it's going to be much quieter. So I think I'm just going to enjoy a few more things instead of rushing from one thing to the other. Um, what you're not excited for Tiny Tina's Wonderland? I will reserve comment on Tiny Tina's Wonderland. It could be amazing or it could have Borderlands humor, which would be upsetting to me. Um, let's move on to the next section of this podcast. The number one podcast in the world, GameSpot After Dark. Um, this is listener questions which you can send us by going to afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com. Or you can join our Discord if you want in on Discord. DM me or Lucy on Twitter, and we'll conduct a quick background check, a quick credit check, and um, <laughs> then we'll let you in. Lucy, can you read this first question? From Jacob McCourt. How does Tunic stack up? Blech. How does Tunic stack up against other <laughs> 2.5D action games like Link's Awakening and Death's Door? No. I most like you talked a little bit about like I'm gonna power through. You talked a little <laughs> bit about Link's Awakening and um early Zelda, but I'm interested because Tunic has been I remember playing it at Gamescom years ago. And like Death's Door kind of came out last year and stole its lunch a little bit. So I'm intrigued, Tam, uh, as to how you find it, how it stacks up. Uh, I think Death's Door has a really, I think the thing that Death's Door has going for it is it's got a really interesting world and aesthetic and a vibe to it. It's like kind of distinct in a lot of ways. And I think Tunic also has a lot of that, but also it kind of feels a lot like a Zelda, like the um, uh, recent stuff as well. What was the remake they did? Was it Link Between Worlds remake? Oh, Link Between Time? Uh, uh, Link's Awakening? Link's Awake Link? Link Between, what the hell is that? Um, Link's Awakening remake. Yeah, it looks kind of like that, and it has a similar vibe to it. It definitely has its own thing going. It's got this really cute art style, and the whole like instruction manual thing is interesting. And there's some other stuff happening in that game that I don't want to spoil. Um, but I think Death's Door has a more distinct fingerprint when it comes to vibe aesthetic, and also combat. I feel like the combat so far in in um, Tunic is very simple um it's it's a lot of like shield and roll and attack which again is some of what um death store is but then it's also got this like interesting um uh, kind of upgrade mechanic and system like that um and you get like different items that you can use as weapons and that kind of business and i think the biggest difference between them is generally the pacing i feel like um tunic feels a bit slower um whereas Maybe it's the way I spec my character in in kind of Death's Door, but like I felt that was way more kind of agile and quicker paced um, in terms of the combat. So I think that's the that's really what sets it apart. I think if you, having said that, if you liked um, Link to the Past remake or or like um, what do you call it, Death's Door, you'll probably have a good time with Tunic as well. Um, so I, I don't know if there's a lot that distinguishes them but in terms of how they how it stacks up to the others um to link's awakening sorry um uh, it's and and death store it's pretty close to them like i think that it's up there i would i would definitely play it if you like those um uh this comes and then is this also from jacob has ghostwire tokyo yeah. induced any nausea or motion sickness for anyone uh i played a little bit no not for me um it's it's mostly fine um mileage may vary i am prone to motion sickness but so far i haven't had much of anything of it but then i haven't started doing a lot of the like 
leaping up into the sky and gliding across <laughs> buildings and that kind of stuff. So maybe I'll get there eventually. Um, Jordan, can you read the next question, please? Sure. From Trusty Patch Notes. I haven't seen a lot of Tunic yet, but I'd be curious to hear a conversation from you guys about the difficulty of the genre in general. Have isometric ARPGs been getting harder? Do we need more casual adventures? Uh, I don't think they've been getting harder. Maybe. Um, I mean, I th- Tunic, Tunic yeah. has a difficulty slider yeah. in, in the game that you can turn on at any time. Yeah, it basically has God mode, which you can turn mm-hmm. on and yeah. makes it uh, you, you unstoppable. So, yeah. 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 Though I will admit, like, I having not really played much of Tunic beyond, like, the hour and a half demo that it had, um, like, combat difficulty is interesting enough, but I am curious. Like, there's nothing, unless you've seen it, Tam, that, like, makes the game easier to understand no i guess no right. like it's like it's mystery is like so tied into it there's like no way for the game to help you be like hey go this way are, are you yeah. like struggling to figure out like what I, you should be doing and like what is even happening like <laughs> i think by easing off the difficulty it will help with that because the tricky thing is like when you're not understanding what to go and constantly being killed so you're not making progress that's when it becomes tricky mm-hmm. um um for people to stomach you have to be a certain type of person to feel okay with that um i am that type of person but for a lot of people like they don't want to not know where they're going and constantly be hitting dead ends and being killed at the same mm-hmm. time so i feel like that and it, the good thing about the tunic difficulty god mode thing is um you can flip it on and off at any time you want so it could be like i'm sick of this room flip it on go through the room turn it back off and and then it works you're good um but yeah i i feel like I don't think they've been getting harder. They, uh, I guess there's they have been getting. There's a group of them that are definitely harder because they are inspired by games that, you know, like the Souls games that are yeah. challenging. But I think in the same way we had an indie boom that was like, oh, all of you played Super Metroid when you were a kid. We're getting mm-hmm. a bunch of games now. It's like, oh, all of you played Demon Souls and Dark yeah, Souls yeah, when you were you like go. in college. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you went back to some of the older like isometric. Uh, like action role-playing games you probably find that they're actually quite tricky like if you don't know Link's awakening and you play that give that to someone brand new today it's kind of hard like it is so confusing it's confusing (laughs) and it is obtuse in a lot of ways and like i i i think like the difficulty is is basically on par with that kind of stuff we the difficulty can arise in modern day through patience like as adults we have less patience for this kind of stuff Mm. because we've got you know stuff to do and we as as being older we can feel the passage of time on our bodies on a second by second basis as our bones crumble and our skin begins to, to limp and we slowly hobble or throughout our lives whereas when you're a kid you're just like i'm gonna wake up i'm gonna take a shit i'm gonna suck my thumb for about 10 minutes and i'm gonna play a video game for for 10 hours um i don't know what kids do yeah, what but, do kids do these yeah, days? What do kids do these days? I'm gonna do the Fortnite dance for 20 solid minutes, and then I'm gonna play a video game, and like <laughs> stuff like difficulty, like back in the day, like annoying things, like trying to bomb every wall in a Zelda game, just being trying to figure out where that fucking one place is that gets you to the next part of the game. That was just the experience of playing video games as a kid. Mm. You hadn't, you didn't have anything else to do. You already done your 20 minutes of the Fortnite dance. What else have you got going on? Nothing. So. 
um these days yeah it's i think it's i think it's the same you're just probably older and then feeling like your patience is being a little more tested um, i would say the last campfire from hello games that came out a couple of years ago good game a fantastic um game which is um sort of gentle puzzles i would say and gentle yeah. exploration so if you're into something like that it's one of those games where like you, you start the game and you just constantly feel like you're picking up momentum and yeah. moving forward it's just so lovely it's like a nice game yeah um but do we need more casual adventures sure like i think so why not sure. always sure although i think they're there i think if you look for them i think we're still getting mm-hmm. those games mm. gray fox says uh looking forward to tunic do you know how approximately how long the adventure is supposed to be i believe it's 15 hours Ish. You know, that's what the review says. Yeah, yeah, that's how long it took our reviewer Richard Wakeling to complete it. And you can read that review on GameSpot.com. You'd love to see it. And that brings us to the end of the show. It's a shorter show because Jean-Luc is sick, which means we are missing... Um, we're missing a voice. Miss- we're missing a voice <laughs> to pad out this show. Oh, we do a- have um, some user reviews. Oh, uh, do we? To- well, just I-, I just threw the, the names in. Okay, um, but not what they said, or did, or is this on Spotify? Where this was on can't... Apple Podcasts. I can get them. Do you want me to read them out? Go on, go on. Okay, one second. Uh, the first review comes from Beastie Boys fan, but it's B O U Y S, like the boy. That's a very Beastie good. Boys fan. Beastie Boys fan. Who said freaking amazing? How many stars? stars? Oh, good. Five. Thank you. The next review comes from Loquacious. Our very Um, own Loquacious. Oh, that's a Q. I thought that was a G. (laughs) That's a Q. Um, Podcasts often take a while to find their footing. This is five stars. Fumbling through formats, cast members, and searching for chemistry through shared zeniths and nadirs. GameSpot After Dark is the rare new IP that explodes into the deep gaming industry consciousness with the cohesion, intelligence, diversity, and confidence of a crafted masterpiece of a legendary fully established and venerated series. Now 130 episodes deep, the eclectic cast rotates, but yet always retains the same level of passion, hilarity, and congruence. Oh, this is this is a very sweet one. This is um Damn. this is this is a longer a longer one and um just for time. Um lovely words. We uh we know how to meld industry news and the type of tangential treasure that Nathan Drake would happily shoot hundreds of random soldiers to capture. Um very good. Every single episode of the current 130 has the relevance, revelry, and headshot level precision of smart, nuanced, critical takes with a healthy smattering of D's nuts jokes. Thank Let's you, go. Louis. Thank That's you. That's Louis. Our very own Louis. Good lad. Thank you so much. Next review comes from Patrick underscore W. Only W, Sir Patrick. Five stars. I've been listening to gaming podcasts for well over a decade now, and this podcast is one of the absolute best ones out there. They cover what's out and what they're playing, the news and to listener questions. What sets them apart is their passion for their work, their industry and interests outside of that arena, along with the pure joy they have just interacting with one another. This is a human podcast, and I relish the 90 minutes I get to spend with each one of these fine folks each week. 10 out of 10 would highly recommend. Thank 90 you. minutes? 90 Ooh. minutes? You're if getting you're a lucky. solid when, when was the last time we recorded a 90-minute like podcast? Not that long, though. <laughs> yeah, like two weeks ago. <laughs> and a final user review comes from Snoochie. Uh, inclusion, hilarious, thoughtful, great cast of humans with varied tastes and different points of view. Also, D's nuts jokes, S tier. 
Yeah. Thank you. Everyone. Like how these reviews keep reminding us. It's like, by the way, this is humans. Humans are the ones yeah. like yes. recording this. Which podcast. is very. What, what are these <laughs> other podcasts people are listening to that are hosted by actual robots? What's going Alien. On? I love it. I love it. Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, Lucy, where are you, and what are you up to? Hello, uh, Twitter. Twitch, Instagram, I'm Lucy James Games on everything. Um, working on the History of Borderlands video for next week. I, uh, as well as the very online show and Jeff Jeff's Bizarre Adventure on Giant Bomb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am basically doing the same thing as Lucy <laughs> there. Um, I'm at Tamor H. Um, very online show. Oh my God. Can I, I need to I read that. About? Oh my god. I need to read that. By the time, uh, is it a spoiler if I say it? It might be a spoiler. Yeah, because the episode's not going to come it. out until next Hold Thursday. It. Yeah, I could, let's, I'll just say that yesterday I had to break up with a virtual girlfriend. Yeah, and the thing is, is that the way you, you phrased not, it to you me, you I was did not so confused. download the stupid app. You did not download the stupid app that I'm thinking <laughs> of. I swear to God. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying. We're going we're gonna to talk after this. <laughs> It was a hell of a time. I had a hell of a time. It was a busy uh, day. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> did you see that? Oh, your lights! My lights just, did my did lights streaming oh, mode no, just get activated? I, not, I don't know how I did that, but um, okay. Your cat's messing with your settings. In the words of the great ASAP Rocky, everything is purple. Um, <laughs> Jordan, where you at? Where you up to? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at jmramay, although I'm not really tweeting all that much recently besides retweeting a bunch of like, here's a bunch of jobs in the game industry if people are looking to write about video games. Um, I am working on a few things that will go live on Monday that I can't talk about because of embargo, but just keep on the lookout for that. And uh, if God willing, if I can somehow, some way find enough time uh, tomorrow on Friday, I would love to write a retrospective on Mass Effect Andromeda to coincide with its five-year anniversary. But seeing as I've been very busy this week, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But we'll see. Fingers crossed that I have enough time. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers like crossed. I would like to read that and then mercilessly make fun of you for the wrong How dare you? <laughs> I wouldn't make fun of you. Yeah, only behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> I love being the managing editor of this website. Making fun of everyone. No one can stop me. Um, anyways, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.